Hello, everybody. This is Tom Bushlack, host of the Contemplate This podcast. I'm recording this short bonus message to offer some words of encouragement and connection during the coronavirus pandemic. As we are practicing social isolation here in the United States to help slow the spread of the coronavirus, and as other countries are in various stages of its spreading or containment, We're all feeling fear, anxiety, and uncertainty. We fear for our friends, our families, and our loved ones, even for ourselves. These fears are all natural and a part of the human condition. Many spiritual traditions recognize that death can be one of the greatest teachers. In the rule of St. Benedict, for example, Benedict recommends that we should keep death daily before our eyes and Tibetan Buddhists meditate on their future death. The Buddha himself is said to have been spurred on his path towards enlightenment by venturing out of his protected city and seeing the reality of sickness, illness, and death. Death is the great teacher because it pierces through our illusions of being in control. It reminds us that we are all vulnerable. I've watched the videos of coffins laid out in churches, and I've heard about the first deaths from the coronavirus in my home city, and have been struck by how real this is and how close it is for me personally, for all of us on the planet. Paradoxically, while we socially isolate, we're more aware than ever of how vulnerable we are how our lives and our deaths are intimately connected with each other on this planet. This may sound a bit morbid to you at first, but the reality is that we are always surrounded by the presence of illness, death, and separation. Our awareness is heightened right now because the external circumstances of the coronavirus pandemic have shined a global light on a certain dimension of these universal truths. As we pause during this time of social isolation, we can see a bit more clearly that anytime anyone is separated from our human community, we all suffer. When some people are left out of meaningful work to participate in our economies or in our healthcare systems, when our neighbors don't have access to education, safe drinking water, sanitation, to legal protection in our justice system, or any other social good, then the real truth is that none of us are free in that situation. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said it so eloquently, Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. End of his quote. Social isolation has forced us to slow down and see things differently. And yet, this pandemic will pass and life will return to whatever we mean by normal, although we will carry the pains and losses of the experience with us. I don't know about you, but what has come to pass for normal in our culture is wearing me out. We're constantly bombarded with political campaign messages and messages in commercial and social media 
telling us who we should hate and who we should blame for our suffering. My heart is tired. These messages are all traps to trick us into closing our hearts, to get us to blame someone else for our own pain so that we don't have to feel that pain anymore, at least temporarily. But it takes a lot of work to avoid pain and fear by closing our hearts. It's downright exhausting. When we shut out others in anger and hatred, we're just sowing the seeds of deeper pain for the future. Because we're cutting ourselves off from our deeper connection to each other. Maybe we can all see that a little more clearly during this period of isolation. I want to invite each of you to consider that how you choose to engage the fears and anxieties that you're feeling right now during our social isolation and our attempts to lower the curve on the infection rate. I want to invite you to consider that how you relate to these fears will influence the way you feel, not just now, but for the rest of your life. While you hold your loved ones close in your homes, you can open your heart to the reality of those who are infected with the coronavirus, to the challenges of healthcare workers and others who struggle. It will be painful, yes, but the very pain itself holds the key to the healing and liberating truth that we belong to each other. How you embrace the pain of your fear during the coronavirus can actually liberate you from the fear and anger that so many of us are caught in today in our culture. Whatever helps you to open to that liberating truth, hold on to it in these days of uncertainty and cherish what it can teach you. If this message resonates with you and you care to join me, please do whatever you can to keep your heart open during this time of fear, anxiety, and isolation. Share this message or your own message with your friends and your loved ones. What the hell? Share it with the people you can't stand, with your enemies, and then have a good laugh about it. If you speak multiple languages and your move to share this message, go ahead and translate it and post it on your social networks. All of our problems will still be with us when we emerge from this global pandemic. We're going to need to keep our hearts open to meet those challenges with the kind of courage that we can only find when we know that we're in this together. I'd like to leave you with some encouraging words, a universal blessing in the yoga tradition that I received from one of my teachers, Myra Rucker. From my teachers to you, and from you to all, I hope you find courage in these words to keep an open heart. May all of us together be protected. May all of us together be nourished. May we work together with great energy. May our study together be brilliant and effective. May we not hate or dispute with one another. May there be peace all around us, peace within us, 
peace to and from everything and everyone we encounter. Peace and thank you for listening.